Hey there, special educators. Welcome to Autism Academy 360, a podcast to making your job as special education teachers easier. I'm Lisa. And I'm Abby, a behavior specialist. And together, we have over 25 years of special education experience. And I'm a veteran autism teacher. We both are passionate about empowering you with practical teaching strategies and actionable tips and tricks that will help you thrive in your role. Whether you're a seasoned educator looking for fresh insights, a newbie navigating your first classroom, or a parent of a neurodivergent child, this podcast is your go-to resource for all things autism. So let's get started with today's episode. Hi, it's Abby, back to talk again about another visual tool. I know we keep talking about these visual tools, but that is because they are so important and so essential to our students on the autism spectrum and their learning of different behavioral expectations. Today, we're going to talk about first then boards. It's a super simple tool that's very easy to implement, but it can also be easily done wrong. All right, let's dive in with first things first, what is a first then board? It is essentially a visual schedule to help students with autism follow a sequence of events, usually just two different events, a first event and then a second event. A lot of the times the physical board is going to be laminated with Velcro for easy use of pictures, but it can also be a whiteboard where you write the words or draw a quick picture. It can be sticky notes or can be written just on a piece of paper. You can use real life images or clip art. This will be specific to your student. All right, so these first then boards are based on the pre-MAC principle, otherwise known as grandma's law. And all that means is first you do something maybe a little less desirable, and then you get to do something more fun or more desirable, If you think about it as a kid, first have your dinner, then go out and play. That's where the grandma's law nickname comes in. In school, it's going to be something like first complete this worksheet, then you get to go on the iPad. First you do this problem, then you get to go read with a friend. What is essential about doing these correctly is that first, piece in the first section has to then be followed by something that's reinforcing. So it can't be just first math, then reading. Although I have seen people do this, this isn't the way that first then boards are intended to be used. And when you're using first then boards, you're usually using them because there is a problem with completing some work or engaging in a certain desired behavior. That's why we want to follow it immediately by a reinforcer or a reward. Now, if the student isn't motivated to do that first piece, you might have the wrong reinforcer. So don't give up on these if it doesn't work immediately. Try again with a different reward or reinforcer, but know if it's truly a reinforcer, it's going to change their behavior for the future. You also have to be sure that the reinforcer matches the behavior. 
You don't want to say, oh, you have to do an hour-long reading block, then you get a little skittle. Because that doesn't match. It can be a lot of work for one student to do an hour-long of reading. But you could break it down a little bit more. For example, first you read this book, then you get to do a coloring sheet. Now, instead of an hour-long block, Maybe it's just a five-minute block that they have to work for. Now, there are some other pitfalls that come when you are trying to implement a first-then board, and I want to break some of those down for you so that you don't fall into those traps. The first one is you need to reinforce the behavior immediately. So going back to that example about reading a book, you need to reinforce it right as they're done reading the book. Not an hour later, not at the end of the day, not tomorrow. Your goal is really to change the behavior for the student right now. So eventually you can delay that reinforcer. But for students who are using these first then boards, they need that reinforcer given right after they complete that more difficult task. Also, if they don't do the first, they don't get the then. And this might seem a little silly to talk about, but I have seen students completely rip up their paper and say, oh, it's okay. They ripped it up. I don't have another. You can just get your reward. Now, this is something that you do not want to do because actually you're reinforcing that problem behavior of ripping up that paper. I understand that they might not be able to do it if you don't have any extra worksheets, but have them do something else so they know that they don't get their reward just by ripping up paper. Another key piece to this is to pair verbal praise every time they complete that task and get their reward or reinforcer. Because eventually you want to be able to fade this prompt or this tool. And you would love to get your students to just be reinforced by saying, good job. But you have to pair that verbal praise with something that they actually find reinforcing. Many students, especially autistic students, aren't reinforced for their behavior just when someone says a good job. That has to be taught and shown to them and paired with other reinforcement to eventually be reinforcing in itself. You want to use these first then charts if the student isn't able to sequence three or four activities. This is for a really basic do a quick activity, get some reinforcement. So you don't want to pack a lot of to do's in to then get the reward. These really work for students who are struggling to get any work done. It might be do two math problems, watch a quick YouTube song. Do the odd problems and then you get time to read the book that you like for two minutes. It can be that quick, back and forth, back and forth. Another way that you can find success with these first then boards is to pair it with a token economy. So we talked about that in episode six about what a token economy was, and I have a freebie that I'll leave for you that has a first then chart paired with a token economy all ready for you. This is really great to, again, start to fade the first then visual itself 
And also get some more endurance for them working during that first time. Instead of immediately having to jump to the then and the reward, you can be giving those tokens, which are typically stars or smiles, and you can stretch out a little bit more work so that when they finally fill up their token board, they get the then. Whenever you're using a tool, you also want to be thinking about how you can fade the support because you want your students to be as independent as possible. It might take a long time for your students to not need the support, but it's important to plan for this, to tell your whole team about the steps to fade, so it doesn't go from having the first then board, then to totally getting rid of it and watching the student fall apart again. So in order to fade this, you want to again be sure that you are pairing verbal praise every time you're giving that reinforcer. Another thing you can do is set that visual schedule, the first then, farther away from the student. If it's not as close, just that distance can grow some independence for them by having to walk over to it and not always having immediate access to it. Another thing you can do is add in a third step. I really don't suggest doing any more than three, but if you add in maybe two little steps and have the third one be the reinforcer, that really lends nicely to be able to transition to just using their visual schedule and then maybe using some mini schedules. Now, just as a quick recap, we talked all about first then boards today that are based on the pre-MAC principle of if you do something that's a little bit more challenging, then you get something reinforcing for doing that. And I want you to be sure to go and grab the freebie that I'm going to leave for you in the show notes that you're going to get some token boards with that and a first then board that is paired with a token board. That is going to really be a game changer with your classrooms. If you have any questions about implementing this, please reach out to me, Mrs. Moe's Modifications on Instagram or any other social, and I'll respond to every question. See you in the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Autism Academy 360. We hope that you've gained some tips and motivation to fuel your week ahead. Before you go, don't forget to hit that follow button on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. If you want to show support, head to Apple Podcasts and leave your rating and review. Until next time, stay inspired, stay informed, and most importantly, stay connected. We'll catch you in the next episode.